Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, right on time at 10.15 p.m. As always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you today, Clay? <laughs> I'm okay, Parker. Just uh, walked in the door, didn't even have a chance to change out of my uh, bowling bowling jersey, as you see. But uh, I am here. I am thrilled to be here. I, I won. I beat my opponent by one yesterday, just like the Canucks beat the Canadians by one point yesterday. I want to hear all about your Bosher project, but uh, just give me a chance to catch my breath, do all the intro stuff. And nice haircut, by the way. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I will. I will take the heat off of you a little Thank bit you. here. Uh, yeah, a, a pretty turbulent week for the Canucks, I think, uh, that we will get into. I think we have four games uh, to go over, as in uh, two losses uh, early last week, as the Canucks were sort of on a nice little stretch there. Uh, when we went to our, our last show, we were like, oh, 3-0, things are looking up, things are looking good. And then two rough, rough showings against the Capitals and Panthers, but they bounced back with two comeback wins against the Coyotes on Saturday and the Habs last night and calling last night a comeback win uh, is an understatement. <laughs> I think it was a very Canucks-esque collapse by oh. the Montreal Canadiens actually to another level. I don't think the Canucks have blown a four-goal lead um, yet this year. Uh, so we will uh, take a look back at those four games, primarily the later two. Mm -hmm. uh, we will then take a look forward uh, into what we should only have as two games this week. Um, with one game being tomorrow, Wednesday, and then the Canucks play till Saturday, and they don't play again till Wednesday, what? Uh, the 14th. So they have a nice little, uh, and then they don't play after that until the 17th. So the Canucks only play four games in the next 11 days. So wow. a lot of chance for rest, a lot of chance for maybe guy like Spencer Martin to bounce back. Um, and then uh, what else are we going to talk about? Brock Besser. That's the big one, right? Yeah. I There's was always sort of something. in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Saturday, when everything sort of went down, and it was it was very interesting to be in the middle of all the media when that was happening. Um, so we'll yeah. go into that, uh, and then that's basically it, right? Yeah, and I love how we go in chronological order because that means we we don't have to spend and we can't remember, so we don't have to spend too much time on the Washington uh, Florida losses, and then right. we can dive into your experience. Uh, Besser Arizona game at the same time Botchford and then we can relive last night's craziness but uh yeah I guess we should go chronologically and um not a great start to our homestand no and yeah we don't have to spend much time on this one because this is I think um the Alex Ovechkin game where yeah. Ovechkin I guess needed two goals to break some sort of record uh road goals road NHL goals. road goals yes. and he just got them both 11 minutes in he was done <laughs> And the Canucks were done. Hoaglander yeah. scored one. And then, yeah, the, the 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 Capitals just ran away with this one. I mean, it was a 5-1 win. Um, Spencer Martin got the start in this one. And I sort of, I remember we had this conversation about, like, do you go Martin? Do you go Demko? I played devil's advocate and took Martin. And that and didn't right. go very well. Well, I was right, as in it's what happened. But it was the wrong <laughs> move, clearly. Um, I mean, this was just a bad game around. I think Elias Pettersson was a minus five in this game. Oh, that's uh, like right. His, his worst game ever by far. Um, you know, Kuzmenko minus three, Mikheyev minus three, Kyle Burrows minus three. Um, yeah, the Canucks just looked uh, derailed in this one. And then, yeah, I can't even remember the goals. Well, I, I can, but I don't want to remember them. Do right. you? Do you excuse the Canucks? Like, wouldn't I've never bought in. Parker, help me out. I've never bought any of this first game back after a road trip. Shouldn't you be kind of energized? Uh, I, I get there's a flight home, so I get that. But it was only from San Jose. 
wasn't it? I, I yeah, that's not a long flight. It's like two hours or so. Yeah. Same um, time zone. Yeah, and they had the, the one day off in between. They were two back to backs before that, but you know, you just you just went out and cleaned up. You know, three straight wins on a tough road trip, yeah. and you're coming back home. You got the crowd ahead of you, but man, the Canucks just look bad at home. Um, yeah. And yeah. and this was a real sort of driving force in that this game where yeah they didn't have any jump they just got you know they got beat in the first period three to one and then they they never had a chance to come back in it um just just bad yeah so do you uh, i i get you you make a great point i think that's what the frustrating thing was because we were well i know we were touting how they were oh one game under 500 and all they have to do is is finish over 500 on this homestand and they'll be at 500 at least and so we were pretty pumped. You know, they beat, they knocked off two really good teams. San Jose, they struggled, uh, but they 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 got the win. And you're right. Um, I, I think that's what the more frustrating thing is for me, Parker. Is is, is regardless of if the road trip was three games, five games, one game. I, I get that there is some fatigue, even though you're you said short flight from North California, short flight, same time zone. But I think th- to come out and basically lay an egg, at least make the game competitive, uh, try and get a point. I don't know, but it was right. over after the first period. Yeah, yeah, and they they just had no fight in the second or third. Yeah. Did um, you go to this one? No, no, no. Either. I I only went. I went to the game on the Thursday. Yes. Right, which I forgot about until you actually mentioned. Uh, what you forgot? You went. <laughs> I forgot that I went. Uh, yeah. So this game, uh, Friday, uh, Thursday, December first, was the Hall of Fame uh, one. So Luongo yeah. and the scenes were there, which was lovely. Um, yeah. The Canucks put out absolutely no performance in front of them. Uh, and this was just a monumental first period collapse. Uh, the Canucks were doing fine throughout the first. I mean, not great. I mean, they ended up being outshot 18 date in the first, but like the first 15 minutes or so, nothing too crazy, nothing too brutal. Uh, and then we see them allow three goals in 59 seconds to the Panthers. 18 14, 18 49, 19 13. And just like that, the Canucks are going to the breakdown three, and this game is effectively over. So I, I, I know we're going to get into the, why that third goal was so costly, but Parker, I was in such a good mood for this game. And truly, I'm not just saying this. I knew you were going to be there, even though we never we didn't get a chance to meet up because I think everyone was just shell shocked with Demko getting hurt and whatever. Uh, Marie sang the anthem, I was her guest. But as you know, because, and you saw, only because Marie was late, I was waiting for her where all the players drive in or walk up. I got to meet Roberto Luongo and, and shake his hand and thank him for and congratulate him on making the Hockey Hall of Fame. And that was only because Marie was a, a few minutes late. So everything started off so good. Luongo, Marie crushing the anthems. You're there. I'm there. Usually that's a guaranteed win. And then uh, basically the Canucks let... Uh, Florida shoot like four times in five seconds on Demko left, right, left, right. And then do we even know what's wrong with them? Uh, Did they say, uh, I think it was like a knee or something. I don't remember. I, I, I I don't remember. I wasn't paying much attention. Was was that on your side of the rink or were you on the other side? I was on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have a funny anecdote actually that I guess I can say, I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings. Uh, <laughs> uh, Look, do you think anything hurts my feelings? Look at so me. Regarding your picture with Luongo, I, when I was up in the press box having oh, dinner, no. um, J-Pac came over and introduced himself and whatever. Wait, so this is a Saturday then? This is a Saturday. Okay. okay. Uh, and Drance mentioned to J-Pac that um, I'm the one that does the podcast with you. Yeah. And he and he said something along the lines of, oh, I saw his picture with 
Luongo. I was worried he was going to put him in a headlock or something <laughs> and take him out before the <laughs> before the the ceremony or something like that. It was pretty funny. Wait, J-Pat was worried that Luongo was going to do that to me or I was going to do that to oh, him? you were going to do it to him. You are going to oh. try to take him out <laughs> with your, uh, in your picture there. Oh, um, the, no, that's so cool, though. That, that No, I mean, I was going to say that's so cool that you got to hang out with Drance and J-Pat. We'll get to that chronologically. So, yes, mm-hmm. my point was I was very excited for this game. And the, the pregame ceremony was fine. It wasn't overdone. But wasn't it funny how Luongo even referenced the, the banner versus the Ring of Honor controversy? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, I wonder, do we have to address that? I guess we haven't talked since the... We can do it quickly. We should probably do it quickly before we... Once we get to the end of talking about this game before we move on, yeah. otherwise we'll, we'll go all over the place. I so, mean, I have nothing else to talk about in this game. <laughs> they lost. Well, yeah, Dem- Demko gets hurt, and it does not look good. He can't skate off under his own power. And um, what are they saying? Six weeks now, right? Six weeks. <sighs> yeah. And I guess we're half a week into it. Yeah. Were people talking about it? I know I, we keep jumping around. Were people talking about it on Saturday or no? The, that Demko's injury? Uh, a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know, you know, Bruce was asked about it and like, you know, what Spencer has to do. And, right. and Bruce made a quiff, but like, yeah, I played Jonas Hiller 32 nights in a row or 32 games in a row or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to run a uh, run with a guy. I'll run with a guy. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was the only, the only real question about that. No, we, yeah. And I want, yes, by the way, a small detail, but we're not going to rush off tonight unless Parker needs to go to bed. Cause I, I want to hear all about this Bosch project. I haven't talked to Parker yet. I'm not doing my own show tonight, so we're not going to, rush off to do that so just just in case anyone's wondering so we can talk about that uh dakota joshua the only goal kind of a flute goal he was trying to center it and it just went in <laughs> yeah yeah uh it's uh, yeah I, I don't have yeah i don't know much that it was one of those you know bennett had just scored like less than a minute before so it was yeah. over it was four nothing and then now oh, it's four one you know i right. guess it's kind of within reach but the way the canucks were looking it, it wasn't really within reach Okay, so we don't have to talk about the game at all. Let's talk uh, quickly. Uh, but I, I actually haven't uh, heard your take on it yet. Uh, Luongo, Ring of Honor yeah, versus I've, Jersey Retirement. I've given my take on it. Oh, good. Um, I was I was always sort of in the middle on it, um, and then it's tough because, like, player wise, like he absolutely deserves to be there in the rafters. Um, just based like based on just goals saved above average, based on. Um, which is era adjusted effectively, mm. right? Because against the average goalie of each year, uh, Rodolongo Longo was seventh all time in goals saved above average. Wow. Um, like, that's like, could you imagine if the seventh best centerman of all time played for the Canucks for eight years and they didn't put him in the rafters? Right. right? I think I saw a thing and it was like, yeah, it would be like, it would be like if Steve Eiserman played for the Canucks for eight years and then they didn't put him <laughs> in the rafters, right? And at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. His his heart's sort of in Florida, but his best years were here. Like I, I've I've sort of transitioned into being on the you know that jersey should just be up in the rafters um, line of thinking. Yeah, Parker, I'm really glad. Not glad that you said that. I'm glad to hear your opinion, no matter what it was, because yeah, we haven't talked about this. We haven't talked all week, actually. So, um, and I'm I'm trying very careful not to be biased. Everyone knows that Luongo is my favorite player. Um, but I, I do think that I do think he can go in the rafters and it's not an insult to Kirk McLean. It'd be different if, if, if Luongo was first and then McLean came after and then wore the number, but it, McLean's in the ring of honor. That's still a, a decent, 
well, the whole point is supposed to be a decent honor. I don't know if you have yeah. to go to McLean and say, what do you think? Would you be offended? Whatever. So uh, I'm not upset that he's yeah. in the ring, but and I, I do think he's worthy of going and uh, having his jersey retired. And just Kirk McLean wasn't like he was great, but he wasn't as good of a goalie as Ruta Longo yeah. was. Right. Like the numbers, you know, you, you look at the goal saved above average, for example. Right. Because that does adjust for era. Uh, yeah, and Luongo was one of the best goalies ever, right? Yeah. Top ten, basically. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it seems you know, you know, it's 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 weird. It's the number one, right? So it's a bit harder. Um, if he had worn like <laughs> if he had worn like seventy nine or something, like I think Spencer Knight does or whatever that number might be, or, yeah. or like forty, right? Like they right. they would have made it happen, or even maybe like thirty one. I bet it works too. Yeah. Um, but no one really wears one anymore anyways as a goalie, right? Everyone's yeah. sort of 30, 35, um, 39 sometimes. So, yeah, sure. I think – I think. but the other thing is the Canucks have too many jerseys retired. But I think, again, that, that helps Luongo's case more than hinders it. Um, Great point. Because the Canucks do have too many jerseys retired. But That's right. Actually, that's a really good point. The two things we saw on Twitter amidst that controversy was, yeah, number one, how do the Canucks have six jerseys retired for a franchise that doesn't have a cup yet? So we see that a lot. And number two, it was um, a lot of people were saying, not claiming ageism, but they were saying, oh, anyone who's who doesn't think McLean must be under the age of 25 or 30. But no, some are older, like me. Uh, I'm 48 years old, and I, I watched the, the 94 run where McLean was, and he's great. he was good. He was, he was even great, but I don't think he's Hall of Fame nor jersey retirement. And that doesn't mean I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. am firmly in the same boat. Yeah. All so, right. Okay. Oh, done with that one. <laughs> All right. Let's move on then to, I guess we're on Saturday then. Did anything yeah. happen? But like Friday? No. Nothing after that Panthers game. Rumors yep. were flying um, because the team was bad uh, on the previous two nights. But yeah, we get to Saturday. Uh, Hockey Night in Canada. Canucks Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to start in the morning or do we want to just, yeah, I guess we could probably start in the morning. Yeah. You know, we could start in the morning and then why don't you interlace your Botchford project, uh, viewpoint as we go through the day? Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. So, um, morning, morning skate starts at 10. What time did you get there? 945. I actually got there at 915. I was told to get there at 945. So Ooh. I went and I walked. I did four laps around the arena, uh, killing time because I didn't want to be late. Uh, so I just was doing laps. Uh, we get in. Uh, Drance brings us in. Yep. Basically go. We sit uh, in basically section 118, like basically the middle. Yeah. Uh, everyone sort of intersperses uh, through there. So we've got the three of us. We've got Chris Faber sitting in front of us. Uh, we've got uh, Dan Murphy sort of behind us to our right. Yeah. And then we've got all the other people sort of behind us. Uh, Scott Oak was there, which was surprising. I was like, oh, I guess it's after hours tonight, uh, which was cool. Uh, and then, yeah, basically the Canucks come out and, you know, Drance is sort of like talking with us like, hey, yeah, so you can see that they're because they're coming out slow, right? There's already like four people on the ice when we get there. Sure. And he's looking he's like, yeah, they're all wearing different color jerseys. Like there's going to be one color jersey for each line. The deal wear one color jersey, whatever. And that's when the counting starts. Right. So you hear you hear Drance and Bachelor like trying to like Drance. They're like, racing, right? <laughs> Drance, Drance is like, who's that? Like Murph, who's that guy? And, and is like, is that 
Studnika, and they're like trying to figure out. And Murph's like, it looks like a 19 on the helmet. And I'm thinking, like, can't be 19. That's in the rafters. Uh, <laughs> and it's 18. Um, so they're they're sorting that out. Him and Bachelor are racing, and but also yeah. like comparing notes at the same time. Okay. It wasn't okay. super competitive. Right. But as they're doing that, we start to count the jerseys, right? And so we see at one point, I think we see Garland, Dries, and Besser all on the ice in the same color. Yeah. And uh, so they start contemplating and they say, well, that's probably Garland or Besser not playing. Right. So they're everyone behind us is sort of talking. And Drance is like, no, that's I think Besser's out. And then like Murph is like, you know, everyone's sort of talking and like figure out, like, OK, I think uh, we think it's Besser that's going to be out. And then but we don't know until the line rushes start. Wait, wait, Parker, that's. That's because Joshua is also in that same color. Is that what you're saying? Right. That they're... But right. But Joshua hadn't been on the ice yet when we had figured this out. I think oh. there was one person who still wasn't on the ice. It was either Dries or Joshua, one of them. Okay. Um, and I think they they were pretty sure that Joshua wasn't coming out. Um, a you know not coming out of the lineup. Um, so they their thing gets Besser, and then they start to do line rushes, and Besser's the one not involved in the first line rush. Wow. And then so Drantz tweets it out. Um, Batch sort of proofs his tweet with everyone he's like he's like you guys think it's fair if i say there's a serious chance Besser's in play and Drance is like yeah he's not playing <laughs> like it was like yeah it's 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 clear what's going on and um yeah so it's just a bunch of commotion basically right like kevin woodley's getting in on it and and everyone's like trying to figure out what's going on uh so morning skate that was kind of it uh they head off the ice we've got yeah. all the lines figured out what's going on uh, PR comes up and is like, Hey, who do you guys want to talk to in the dressing room uh, for like general media? Um, they say, well, we want to talk to six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's scratched. Uh, and then there was a couple other guys. Uh, Brock Besser did not get questioned by the media because uh, right. he was out on the ice late. Right. Um, so we all go down to the dressing room. Uh, Faber takes us over to the ice to see everyone who's definitely scratched because they're still on the ice. Uh, and then we go uh, to the locker room. We do our interviews with the players that we had selected, um, which went great. And then we went to the media room and we waited for 20 minutes because we have to wait for Boudreaux because they always have a team meeting after morning skate. So they said, this is the 20 minutes of killing time. Uh, So that's what we did. We killed time for 20 minutes. Did you get to ask any of the guys a question? Uh, I could have, but I did not. Okay. I just wondering. Um, I, I mean, other than the, the one I interviewed. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we do, you know, Boudreaux's availability. They're asking about Besser, the whole tough love quote, um, you know, asking about Dakota Joshua because he was uh, out on the PP2 pra- uh, unit during morning skate. So asking about why they're going with him. Basically, big guy has four goals. Sure. Uh, and then that's sort of it for the morning. That's that's morning skate. Uh, it's pretty simple. And mm-hmm. not it's not that crazy. Uh, I'll do a video later uh, when my article goes out. I think sweet to sort of tell the whole story as well. Um, but yeah, we I then had seven hours to kill because <laughs> uh, it was. Wait, did, like, did you go home? No, no, I just hung okay. out there. I got a haircut. Uh, uh, the three of us, uh, Faber, took us all out for coffee after. Oh, that's uh, good. Which was nice. And then uh, yeah, we we just sort of killed time, uh, and and then. Back at the rink, five forty-five. Um, we have dinner with sort of the, the everyone in the, in the media and the sort of PR team. And we're sitting in the press box, and then 
warm-up start, Brock Besser's on the ice. Dakota Josh was not on the ice. Right. So, okay. So before we get to that, should we now interject what uh, Elliot Freeman's report? Because that's about... Right. And that happened right before warm-up. Okay. And so there's, again, commotion, right? Because we're all having... No one's on their phones while this drops because we're all having dinner and socializing and meeting everybody. And then as we go into the press box at the start of warm-ups, everyone sort of opens their laptops and sees the same thing. And we're all kind of like, you see this? Like, like what's going on? And so that was a thing. And then and then Besser's on the ice uh, and Josh right. was not. And then I think it was Bachelor who had who figured who like actually said like Josh was out with a minor ish, uh, injury or something along those lines. Um, yeah, it was uh, there's a lot of commotion, but it was very interesting. Right. And, and if, somehow, if you don't know what we're talking about, Elliot Freeman went on the first intermission hockey night in Canada. So about five o'clock basically said that the Canucks have given permission to Brock Besser's agent to explore potential deal details with other teams deals with other teams and usually when you hear a team giving permission to an agent to explore that means they've tried already to perhaps find a deal and they haven't done so and we heard that most recently with michael di pietro they gave di pietro's right. camp a chance to ex- explore with other teams and sure enough he was traded a few months later so uh yeah uh, it's obviously led to a lot of speculation as to whether or not the Canucks have tried to move besser prior to elliot freeman's report yeah uh, wow, and then I mean, at that point in the day, us Boshford Project people, we're we're off the clock, right? <laughs> like we did our we did all of our article prep uh, in the morning, oh, right? When we yeah. had done our interviews, uh, we're basically just there to watch the game, uh, socialize, meet everybody, yeah. have some snacks. Yeah, that's basically it. Did they give uh, you any rules, Parker? About uh, you, you're allowed to tweet. You can't tweet. You can't do this. You can't do that. Nothing. No. Wow, there was. We were wow. basically independent media for the day, so we could have done whatever. We could ask questions. We could have. We had free reign essentially. Wow. Um, yeah, no, that was very well done. Uh, like the Canucks PR team, they are all excellent. Um, mm-hmm. All very good people. Very very nice people. Um, all the media was great. Everyone was great. Sort of the moral of the story. <laughs> um, I, so I got a couple, and I'll make sure that they're relevant. That I'll ask questions. I think people hopefully. Would also be interested in otherwise I, i'll keep everyone here forever uh, two things did you um wh- when did the first person start to make the connection that B- brock might have been scratched on hockey fights cancer night right so that part of it um i don't think people were really so not in morning skate yeah in morning skate that didn't cross anyone's mind it was like yep that makes kind of makes sense and we kind of saw it coming right, right at some point yeah um not super surprising um it was honestly and then yeah even the bruce availability no one really brought it up no one mm-hmm. was saying like it was again like a hockey decision at that point and that's that's sort of how everyone pictured it yeah um i think it was during the day there was a lot of commotion about it um and then especially after he was back in the lineup, people were like, oh, well, is he back in the lineup because of it or 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 what's the deal there? Uh, but I don't think anyone was really making the connection while we were there. Right, right, right. And then did you get to go to the dressing rooms after the game, too? Or was your were you done by then? You did? Yeah. Yeah. So we were back okay. in the locker room after the game for the uh, Besser, Shen and Miller hits. Yeah. But and Besser's they didn't put online. They didn't put that one online? No. That's the crazy thing. So every all these reporters, Parker, were talking about Bester saying how hurt he was when he didn't see his name on the whiteboard and all that stuff. But they never, the Canucks never posted it. 
That's interesting. Um, yeah. I could be corrected. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that uh, they never posted. I want to be sure, but I can probably find it pretty fast. Yeah. Um, going back, going back to December 3rd. Yeah, Saturday night. Uh, December 3rd. Bay, there's Shen. Oh, they only did the they only put the Shen one up, hey? Yeah. They didn't put the they didn't put the Miller or Besser one up. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Besser one was tough to watch. Like to be there in person. Um he was clearly he was very reserved, very quiet, um, sort and barely talking and very like clearly upset uh after the game. Like um all of his responses were like quiet and he was like deadpan, like like on the verge seemingly of of tears potentially. Um it was it was genuinely and I was I was gonna tweet while I was there, but I, I was like I don't wanna, you know, be be posting this in the middle of it. Um, because I, I thought it would end up posted online, but I can see why they didn't choose to post it after a win. Because yep. it didn't look great. Uh it wow. was it was genuinely tough to watch. Um but yeah, I mean all the quotes came out, right? Like the People there were tweeting them out, but the tone was so like he was just sort of talking like this and, yeah. you know, and that was sort of it. See this, 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 hopefully for everyone watching this show, this whole show is entertaining, but this, this part right here, Parker, this is gold. This, this is, this is the cool among the many cool experiences that you had because you got to see something that didn't get out to the public that mm -hmm. I, I you know me, I, I, I'm a nerd for these kind of things. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that because we'd seen these quotes and, and the reporters were talking about Besser, but to know that you were there experiencing it, that's that's pretty powerful stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. And then wow, um, basically the way it worked, so all the guys had already been in there. They had done the belt and everything, right? Because basically the game <laughs> ends and we had stuck around up there for about 30 seconds. And then Drance bailed on us. <laughs> he didn't bring, he forgot to bring us with him. Um, so uh, we had someone else bring us down. Um, I think uh, Carl, who's uh, one of the interns there, um, brought us down. And um, yeah, it was so that we get in the locker room. Everyone's sort of already cleared out. Like there's a couple of people sort of hanging around. And then basically the guys who have the media, because their numbers are just on the whiteboard. Yeah. Uh, and it was six, nine, and two. Um, and mm -hmm. so Besser finishes his hit. And then um, there's no, they're not like, all right, next up is, it's basically whoever gets there first. Uh, and then so Miller and Shen are sort of both there, like in separate conversations. And Shen just sort of beats him to it. And JT Miller's like, no, no, I, I only have 1,200 hits. It's fine. <laughs> and then like, like just in a in clearly a joking manner. That's good. Um, so, so then Shen comes in. Uh, Shen's a talker. He, he talks nonstop, uh, which was great. Yeah. Um, a fun little tidbit. Um, Noah, who was interviewing Luke Shen for his piece, um, he, he, we were, um, we were standing there, uh, Ali and I were standing there with Drance and, and he was like, he's never going to get out of this interview. <laughs> like Shen is just going to keep talking. And he was, he said, he's like, I think I only asked him like four or five questions and yeah. it was like an eight minute, uh, chat, but yeah. So Shen does his piece. Uh, it was great. And that's the one that did get posted. Yes. And then Miller did his after and it was good as well. Uh, Parker, you know what's and that that's so I find this kind of stuff fascinating because I don't know if you saw Shen's what they posted. You see Shen talking, 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 and then about the last minute, you see all the reporters start to leave, and then only two, 
uh, Gemma Carson Smith and one other woman were still with Shen. Even they they took the ring light or the the the, the light away because yeah. I guess Miller uh, yeah, and you can speak to this. I guess Miller was waiting for Shen to be done, and then I guess they're getting ready for Miller. But yeah, but it was weird because all you saw was all these reporters leaving Shen at the end of his hit. Yeah, it was. It's weird because I remembered them doing that too. Um, but it's not like the Miller interview was in a different place, mm-hmm. right? Like it's in the same spot in the locker room. So after Shen was done, then they did Miller. But I, I guess the people filming for you know for the Canucks just stopped filming at that point. Yeah, because uh, they have these two huge cameras, um, and like someone mm. holding the big microphone and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why they did that, but I noticed yeah. that while I was there too that they sort of killed the lights and, um. Wow. It was it was bizarre. So were you there when Boudreau said he did not know that it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night? Yeah. Do you believe him? I did. I do. Um, I believe that he didn't know that when the decision was made. Yeah. However, if you look at that Shen interview and you yeah. look behind him, you see that all the logos are like the whole screen is pink uh, and has the Hockey Fights Cancer logo on it. Right. Uh, that was on that TV all day. From yeah. the mo- from the moment we got there in the morning, and the one behind Boudreaux is a different. Oh. It's a different room, but also yeah. a big TV that has the same logos on it. Um, so I imagine that he put the numbers on the whiteboard in there in the morning, and either they hadn't turned that TV on yet, right, right, uh, or whatever the case might be. Um, but he definitely did know it by the time morning skate ended. I will say. Right. Um, but at that point, I, I mean, it's a bit too late. So you can't go back on it. Um, right. Right. But yeah, it, it is weird that he wouldn't have been told about it. And, you know, yeah. especially when you look at, you know, I, I bet the PR team knew about it and they probably saw that Brock Besser wasn't in the in the lineup before morning skate. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, I, I, I imagine he didn't know. And I don't sure. think he's going to change his mind uh, in the middle of or after morning skate uh, at yeah. that point. What's Drance like? Kind of done. What's Drance like? Drance is great. Yeah, it's great. Um, fun to be around. He's always yeah. He's he's good. Did he know that you do your own your your YouTube channel connects after dark, or did you have to tell him? Uh, I had to tell him everything. Uh, okay. He had he had no input in the application process. Oh, okay. So it was all it was all my call with him last week that uh, I had to tell him who I am. Basically, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Any other immediate like you? that you can share any one you were surprised by or that you got a chance to, to, to meet that day. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, everyone was great. I mean, the main people we, we met with in the morning, uh, were Murph Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Scott Oak and, uh, Oh my goodness. I'm just blanking now. Uh, Faber was there. Obviously there's like, everyone was there in the morning. Basically. Uh, I didn't talk to IMAC. He wasn't, he wasn't, I didn't see him actually. Um, which was odd. Maybe he was somewhere else or farther behind us. Um, right, right. But yeah, no, I, uh, Farhan, we met there as well. Um, and then Bachelor and yeah. everyone there. What a great experience. So I, I got two more questions. What's it like watching from the press box? It's high up. <laughs> yeah, it's, we can it's see a it. very weird perspective because it's, it's basically top down at when you get to that high up, right? You're not looking at an angle. You're you have to sort of lean over at all times, so you're kind of sitting like this. Terrible for your back. I don't know how they do it, you know, eight or forty-one times a year. Um, but you're basically looking over, and everything is just top down, so you can see numbers great. Like that's awesome. Yeah. But like pucks would bounce, and you wouldn't be able to tell where they're going because the pr- perspective is so weird, right? It would go one angle, and you'd be like, I thought that was going in, and it was going straight to the corner. 
Um, so the press, the press box is a, yeah, it's a very, it's very high up and, sure. and pretty tough. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if you want to, it's up to you if you want to field questions from people. I got one more about this experience. Does it make you uh, more or less any more want to do that? Or do you like kind of what you're doing, vlogging, you know, you, basically? Yeah, that was honestly my big question going in. Yeah. Um, and and um, C-Mac actually asked us sort of that point blank. He was like, you know, what's your goal out of this? And, and Noah had sort of said something similar. He was like, look, it's kind of the test run, right? Like you get to, you get to, you get to, you don't have to take a job. You don't have to uproot anything. You can just, you basically, basically get to try it for a day. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very fun experience and it did kind of solidify that where I was like, this is something that I'd want to do. Wow. That would be fun to be in that environment every day and whatever department that is, right? If that's in on the media side, if that's on the, you know, communication side on the team, yeah. right? Like they, like all of them were, were fun to work with. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a, I just like being around the rink, right? And it's, it's yeah. cool to sort of see how, you know, peek behind the curtain and, yes. and see how all this stuff comes out and, and pick up on things maybe before other people do, right? Like in that morning skate, like, you know, trying to, trying to pick out, you know, who's playing with who and what that might mean. And everyone's sort of talking to each other and trying to trying to sort things out. It was very, very cool experience. Oh, well, uh, I, I'm sure I'm echoing the hundred people in here, or at least most of them that would say yeah, we were living vicariously through you and we can't wait to read your article when it comes out. But that's that is such a cool that's a, such a great experience. No, we're mm -hmm. it was thrilled that you, yeah, no, thrilled that you had it. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and the Canucks won, which was nice. Oh yeah, we uh, we talked about the game yet. <laughs> yeah, we were we were worried. Uh, the Canucks did yeah. score five goals, uh, only three counted, unfortunately. That's right. Um, yeah, so one one after the first, you get a Horvat power play goal, his eighteenth yep. of the year. Um, not surprising. I I, I struggle to even remember what the goals looked like because from so high up, everything's just everything's sort of thrown off for me. Yeah. Um, uh i can't remember if it was a tip or whatever i can't remember yeah i don't i don't remember um i do remember oh i do remember it was like a slap uh Pedersen did that slap pass from the from the, the right, sideboards and, and horvat right. tipped it in yeah yeah. yeah 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 um now earlier that morning um ali one of the botchford project uh recipients alongside noah and i uh had said that she had heard of a botchford project bump that the players that get interviewed prior to a game by the Botchford Project people tend to play very well. <laughs> so Bo Horvat scores in the first period. And we're all talking. We're like, maybe, maybe Luke Shen breaks the hits record uh, for all, most hits all time by a defenseman. He had a good game as well. Yeah. And Niels Oman scored, but it didn't count. <laughs> oh, and you say that because Noah interviewed Shen. Yeah. Ali interviewed Horvat. Oh, okay. And I interviewed Niels Oman. Okay. That, I think that's the first time you said that publicly. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, so all, <laughs> yeah, all three of them basically had their ideal night. Uh, just Oman's didn't count when it should have. It should have <laughs> because the rule says an imminent scoring opportunity. Yes. And it, cannot be an imminent score you cannot not have an imminent scoring opportunity and then imminently score right that's like the definition of yeah. imminent 
because he was the ref said well score. prior. The net was knocked off. He did well say prior. Well prior, and it was not well prior. The puck was on Oman's stick, and he was just about to start his toe drag to put it into the non-existent net. Right. Um, yeah, that was one where we were all talking about it, and we're like, we're like, this one we don't get. And like, I I got the rule book up. I am because I want to post the I want to post the quote. Yeah. Uh, from the rule book, the snippet. I had it imminent. Put it on there, and then they disallowed it which sucked. Yeah. Um, but we get a Brock Besser goal in the yeah. third uh, that was nice. with, with like eight minutes to go to tie it. Uh, everything's kind of scary until that was the other disallowed goal. Oh, it was uh it was Hoglander cause Miller hooked a guy and then, oh, and the puck right. squirted out to Hoglander. Hoglander did a nice wrist shot. It was yeah. a great shot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw it immediately too. It's one of those ones where I'm always, I always pick that up before the crowd does. And I immediately, I saw the hook. Yeah. My eyes went straight to the ref. Arm went up right to Hoaglander as he shot. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. So you didn't even bother cheering? Well, no. Well, yeah. we weren't really cheering anyways. No, that's true. <laughs> Though we kind of were. Um, I because <laughs> the, the people sitting with us from the communications team, they're having a good time, right? They're, they're, they get excited when the team does well because it makes their job way easier yeah. Um, yeah. To, to, commu- to do comms after wins. Um, so they're getting fired up. And then I just immediately I saw it and I'm like, oh, no. And the crowd goes wild, and then there's the you know the whole frustrating part. Um, yes, yes. But yeah, no, that was a couple of disallowed goals. That yeah, the the refs were public enemy number one. If uh, especially if the Canucks did not pull this win out. Now that Besser goal was nice, guys. I just just a few minutes prior to that, he had a really good chance, and he just shot it right in the middle of the the goaltender's uh, stomach. Yeah, but yeah, but this one he, he PD basically dekes through four of the five Coyotes. Actually, probably loses the puck, but Bester's in the right spot on Petey's left, and then puts it right past the goalie, whose whose name I can't say. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah, and and this is one of the questions that got asked of Bester, and I'm not sure, you know, how well that got translated on Twitter, but uh, I think it was Bachelor that asked him, you know, how does it feel to have scored a Brock Besser goal? Mm. Um, and Bester was just like, yeah, it feels good, and that was kind of it. And again, like it was just, it hurt me. Uh, it made me sad. Um, but yeah, Besser before before Saturday, uh, where would Besser rank in you know, like uh, your favorite players or how much you like him? And do you have he's more? Not really in my, he's not really my favorite players. I always had, had, always had a soft spot for him. Okay. Because um, right. he was sort of the very beginning of of the, the rebuild, right? Like 2015 draft or something like that. Or whatever, 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 what yeah. was it? Yeah, 2015. 2015, so, so long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he was, I, I've always had a soft spot for, for Besser. It's hard not to, um, yeah. you know, whether his play is struggling like it has been you know, you still, you want him to succeed at every opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was good to see him get one. Then he almost, he almost had just the, and we were talking about, again, oh, in yeah. the media room waiting for Boudreaux for his availability. We were all just like, oh, like what? Like even Drance was like, oh, it would have been too perfect. Like it would have just been so perfect if, if Besser went and, and finished it uh, in OT. Unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, was it a breakaway? I can't remember. Yeah, it was a partial breakaway. Partial he, he did have. He was on a. He he had space. Uh, he didn't score, and then yeah. uh, Horvat a tip nineteenth of the season. Yeah, uh, it's a three-two win. Yeah, Besser, by the way, um, and we saw it again in the Montreal game. Doesn't really have that separation speed, does he? <laughs> no, no, and that's that's not his game, right? His no. game is being the right spot and yeah, letting yeah. a shot go and. Um, yeah, it's it's just great. Like Horvat, nineteen goals, great tip. You know, Hughes Hughes shot yep. Horvat tips it to the far post, um, a nice little finisher. And 
yeah, a three-two win on the power play because yes. oh yeah, the Coyotes took the funniest too many men penalty in overtime. Yes. Where yeah. the guy just jumped off the bench and grabbed somebody. <laughs> Clayton Keller. So yeah. The Coyotes, Parker, they took four bonehead penalties, two over the glass and two too many men. So yeah, four of the, their eight penalties were ones that yeah, you can't even be mad at the refs, right? Like yes. the they were all clear as day yeah. um penalties. Was uh, they had eight. Can I said yeah. eight power plays? Yeah, four um, of them were dumb ones. Yeah. You just, it was you a crowd like what was the crowd like from your perspective? Crowd was good. Crowd was okay. getting into it. Yeah. Um, I think the loudest moment of the night was not during the game. It was during Canucks idol. Uh, they had two guys singing some songs and one guy was unreal and the place went crazy. Yeah. My son, uh, Sean sent me the video. Was it was in the really? bald guy with glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was very <laughs> good. good. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, everyone was loving that. And then, yeah, at the last goal, of course it was, it was going crazy in there as well. Actually wow. it was, it was very loud booing, um, after the Oman goal was disallowed as well. Yes, yes, yes. So what time are you out of there then? Uh, so the game didn't end until probably like 9.45, I would yeah. think. Um, yeah. Go down to the locker room, go down to the media available. Probably, I think I'm out of there at about 10.45. I think oh. I was I think I think was on the train at about 11 um, to come home. And then, yeah, that was basically it. So about a 13-hour day for you, right? By the time you leave. Yeah, even earlier. Yeah. You probably left at 8 or 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. 8.30, I think. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. I know it was only Saturday. Is there anything that, uh, now knowing how they run it and the opportunities you had, is there anything that you would have done differently? Either been more forward this way, sought out this, been more assertive this way, or it was a pretty pretty much you did what you could do kind of thing? Yeah, I, I did come prepared to like the Boudreaux availabilities, both of them, with one question. Mm. Um, both of which were uh, like got asked already because uh, okay. I want, I didn't want to like, I, I want to wait for a gap and, and for a clear chance if yes. I did want to ask yeah. one, but they were asked and I was like, all right, those were the only things that I okay. really wanted. I could think of. Um, yeah. I think realizing the opportunity that you have to, um, to just ask as, as many questions, right? Like if, if mm -hmm. anyone is interested in doing it and you end up doing it, yeah, just come with a bunch of questions. Um, cause yeah. you're, you're, you know, Try to try to get yourself out there, and it was uh, yeah, it was a very fun fun experience. As long as your questions, Parker, did not start with how important is it that because the answer is always very important, always. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's that's Saturday, and awesome. then yesterday happened, oh, which you had the uh, privilege of going to, and I was thinking about it all day. I do the thing where I'm like, well, I've been to the last two games, and I had a blast. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, well, what if I, what if I go to this one? I'm looking at tickets and it's hard to get a single ticket. Um, right. But I was looking at it and I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. I uh, didn't end up going and I was feeling real good about myself after the first period. I was like, oh, I saved like 70 bucks on a ticket. I probably would have got triple O's while I was there. Yeah. I'd have yep. beer. I would have a hundred yep. bucks, 120 bucks into this one. Yep. I wish I had spent 120 bucks to go yep. last night. I was blessed to go with Justin, who's in the chat. Thank you, Justin. Justin brought me as his guest. And uh, we were feeling the same way after the first period, for sure. We didn't even go for a walk. We just stare, st st stared at each other for, for 18 minutes. And then the, the walk after the second during the second mission was a little more fun because then uh, at least we scored two goals. But yeah, that, that's our, and it's crazy, Parker. Uh, we actually dominated the first eight minutes. We were I think we were out shooting them nine to one or nine to two. And then it went crazy. <laughs> and they didn't have another shot for the rest of the period 
and they allowed four goals. Yes. Um, yeah, you get Caulfield scoring, and then, yeah, you basically have just an onslaught, right? Four or three goals in about four, three and a half, four minutes. Um, right. Suzuki, Monopan, and Michael Pozzetta, who yes. I'm sure you had heard of coming into this game. I think I ate something like that for dinner. Yeah. 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 Um, he has played 63 career games, and he has what? six goals. Um, yeah, I think he played for them. He played for them 51 games last year. He was a, mm. a staple in their lineup. Um, yeah. well, hey, more than half the year. No, uh, so for sure, for sure. It's four nothing after one. Yeah, and I that will be second... completely. Oh. I will be completely honest with you. Yep, I did not turn the game off. Good. I watched the intermission. Good for you, yeah. Parker. And then, um, I don't know. I had a weird feeling in this one. I'll be honest. Yep. I was like, look, it's Montreal. Is it like I don't think they come back, but I think they score one or two, and it's at yeah. least like there's a little bit of nerves near the end of the game. Yeah. Um, second period, I mean, Canucks are the better team, but they don't score until there's 3.15 left, yeah. right? And it's Connor Garland, a nice goal that he almost messed up looking back at the tape because um, he makes a nice move and his, like Garland's edge work is really good. And I was really yeah. surprised that he didn't like open his hips up here. Um, yes. Because he sort of skates it and and is like his, both his feet are pointing at the corner boards and I don't know if you've ever been sort of, he's basically skating away from the net at this point. It's mm-hmm. hard to shoot and get any height on it. You'll see he only got it about this high in the net, right? Because <laughs> um, he's basically doing one of these. And that's yeah. a really, that's a, that's a tough shot, right? When you'd like to see a guy open his hips up, basically be skating backwards at that point, then you can take an easy shot. Right, um, right. But he did score. He he burned Montembeau um, yep. to make it 4-1. And then you get Mikheyev's first of the night. And this is Pedersen just being a bit cheeky. Yeah. Because uh, he's just standing behind the net. And just yep. standing behind the net. Yep. And he keeps standing behind the net. Then he throws it in front. Mikheyev whacks at it. It takes like a weird bounce. Goes over the shoulder. And it's 4-2 at the end of the second period. Yeah. And that, that second goal, Parker, I it was right in front of us, uh, Justin and me. And it was, such, it was almost a Sedin-like shift where... Pedersen, McKay, and Besser dominated. And they held the puck for about 45 seconds to a minute, whatever it is. And yeah, two or three different times, PD almost Gretzky-like set, uh, set up shop behind the net. And he is he's obviously the one guy you want there. He's calm, he's poised, he's smart, he's patient. And whoa, what a beautiful pass through skate sticks uh, to Mikheyev. And yeah, yeah. four ones exactly exactly what you said earlier. Four ones one thing. Yeah, maybe you you have a slight glimmer of hope, but four two. You just you just scored two, then you just got to do the same thing in the third period. Yeah, and you just did it in two minutes. You get yeah. twenty, right? <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes. And the Canucks come out in the third, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling okay. Uh, and then you get your Bo Horvat twentieth goal of the season in twenty six games. Um, he's on pace for sixty three goals right now. That's crazy. Which uh, I mean, I jokingly tweeted I think over a month ago. Yep. I said, I think Bohor is going to score 60, isn't he? I was, I bet low. <laughs> He's on pace for 63. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's Stillman's first assist of the night. He had two. Um, so it's for three. Yeah. And then two minutes later, you have literally, it's like the same spacing as the first goals. Like, I think yes. the first ones were one. 36 apart maybe i don't know the math is way too hard uh 144 apart yeah sure wow. we'll go with that 
Uh, and then the second ones were 143 apart. Oh, very impressive. Um, Horvat and then uh, the McKay of goal where Pedersen, I'm looking at him sort of coming in towards the net and I'm yep. thinking he's going to try the the shot over the shoulder, like right here on the goalie, uh, which is impossible to say if you place it right, you kind of bank it off the goalie's mask and in because there's going to be a gap there. Yes, um, yes. And I thought he either does that and he has like a 15% chance of scoring or he tries to pass it across and it will not get through. Right, right. Uh, it got through and it went perfectly through the defender's legs. Uh, lots of props to Mikheyev here. That is a hard puck to shoot. Yes. Um, because he doesn't see it coming till it's between the defender's legs, right? <laughs> he can't he can't see that pass coming because the defender in the way. Um, so a fantastic pass through, a great finish by Mikheyev. Um, and the Canucks have tied this game up, and there's still 14 minutes to go. Yeah, so so before we get to the Stanika goal, I gotta tell you something funny, uh, Parker. So if you if we were down four two, and if you wanted the Canucks to win, um doing math if you said we need blank number of goals what would you say if we were down four two well you need at least two clay right um as a mathematician okay uh and then i would say to win you need three right and do you want to connects to win like forget about bedard and draft just as a fan you want the connects to win or tie yeah i want the connects to i want I don't want them to come back and make it four four and then lose because okay, you perfect. have now you have now made me interested. You've given okay. me that little glimmer of like, oh, what a sweet comeback this is. Beautiful. And, That's and your proof. So Crazy P comes up to our section, <laughs> oh, and it's me, me and Justin, and Justin can can uh, can uh, just uh, uh, you know affirm this. And then there's two guys beside us, really nice guys. And then Crazy P, remember it's four two. This is at the start of the third. And so Crazy P says, let's go, Canucks. Let's go. Come on, Canucks fans. We just need, <laughs> I'm just laughing. We just need two more. Two more. So then me, me and the other guys, and the guys beside me are like, it, does he think that we have two more periods? But it's only one more period? No. And I said to them, no, I think he's saying we need two goals. And then the guy goes, but that's just a tie. And I said, yes, it doesn't make sense. I would have said, let's get three. Or, but but maybe he's taking baby steps. It was just kind of funny. So then when after McKayev scored his second goal, we're like, yes, we, we fulfilled Crazy P's uh, dream, his promise. And now now let's go out and get the next one. It was just so funny how he's trying to you know rile everyone up, get everyone cheering. And he's basically telling right. us to get to a tie. And I get it. You got you have to obviously tie it first you before know, you can go if ahead. If the Canucks are down by one and there's five minutes to go, you're thinking we just need one. Right? Oh, that's thinking, true. Oh, we just need two. You know, like he, yeah. I think he's right. Right. I, I look, okay. I give I give Crazy P a lot of flack. Yeah, um, I will stand with Crazy P. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Justin <laughs> says that was a hilarious Crazy. It was just it, maybe maybe I just aim higher. That's all. That's all I'm yeah. saying is that I, I would if I was Crazy C right up there <laughs> banging my drum. I would say three more. Let's go. We need three to win. Not let's get two. But that's just me. That's yeah, just me. I, uh, I thank agree. you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then we get. Uh, a misplay from Montembeau just three minutes later goes behind the net. And this is just effort from Jack Studnika. Just, yeah. just gets to the boards, throws his body against the boards. Puck doesn't get by him. Montembeau takes the wrong way back into the net uh, and just sort of like desperation tries to slide Studnika instead of going for the wraparound where if he goes for that wraparound, he gets his head taken off right by a defender. That's just the way it works. Um, yeah. But he goes and he and he just sort of fakes the wraparound, takes it outside. 
uh, rips it under the bar, like makes yeah. no mistake, makes sure it goes in. Um, I think Tyler Myers had no idea that went in. I don't know if you saw it on the, like he's after Stanika takes the shot. And as they turn away to start to celebrate Myers is head down skating for the puck on the other side of the ice <laughs> and then realizes that all the red stanchions are on and then turns <laughs> and like goes that's, and the team. Um, that's what, the other thing. Funny thing about that goal Parker is you're right. He didn't rush the, the wraparound. He actually patiently knocked the puck down and waited and he, it was funny because Montembeau actually got in the net, but actually went past him. <laughs> he slipped yeah. past him. <laughs> yeah, he outweighed it. Well, that's all Montembeau can do, right? Because you're assuming the guy is going to try to rush to that post. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you're thinking, well, I just got to get there and make the save and hope my defenders can clear it. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a great shot, great finish. Uh, it would be tough to save if the goalie was in the net, to be honest. But So it's 5-4. Yep. Canucks have their first lead of the night. Big comeback. Uh, they get a little, little pacey, and then we get... The uh, the West Macaulay treatment. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get a puck that is cleared out of the Canucks zone off of the arm of a Montreal defender. Yes. That goes uh, off of his arm and into the Canucks bench. Right. Now, what happens when the Canucks clear it and it goes off the arm? I, I guess the rule is the puck is dropped at the you know nearest face-off location, right? right. Or, or whatever the rule is. Right. Now, how I thought it was and how this all, how this is in, in minor hockey and beer league hockey, yep. whoever it goes off of is the most important part. So even if it's, you know, chipped off of a Habs guy in the Canucks zone and then goes out, well, it's off the Habs guy. It's outside. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not the ruling here. Cause they right, were like looking, they location, were looking to yeah. see where it hit yeah. instead of like on the blue line. What was interesting to me is the linesman said outside and yeah. the two lines that were talking, and then Macaulay went over and said, no, it's inside, overruled. And they brought it inside, and the Habs score immediately. <laughs> Camera cuts perfectly, right to Boudreaux, um, saying, you effed up, like right at the ref, like pointing hard, yeah. just bright red. Uh, and I was like, yeah, tell him, tell him, Bruce. <laughs> he, uh, you tell him. he was even, I think he was even saying that, well, not that you effed up, but he was mad even obviously before they dropped the puck because he knew. Yeah. He didn't know they were going to score, but he knew that that in his eyes, that wasn't the right location. Yeah. And I don't think it was. Uh, and again, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the exact rule. Uh, Cause I, I thought it was, while well, it was off Montreal, it should be outside. Cause that yeah. just seems logical to me. Um, but I guess, I guess I'm ill-informed in that case. So then, you know, it's, and after Seneca scored, I'm so stupid. I said to Justin, Oh, look, Dilly is going to get his first win. And he's like, clay quiet. And sure enough, I think, as he was saying that Dvorak scored. <laughs> yeah. So Dvorak scores basically off the draw um, yeah. to make it five, five. And now I'm getting, I'm like, okay, well, at least let's just get to overtime. Let's get to overtime to get the point. You know, yeah. let's, yeah. let's, let's be, let's be, let's be fine here. Uh, and then have a score again. And it's Josh Anderson. Well, it's kind of Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Channeling FIFA, an own goal. <laughs> yeah. The old OG. Um, oh, a weird rebound. Hughes goes to stop. It hits his skate, flutters up yeah. over the shoulder. Just so unlucky. Like, like not Quinn Hughes' fault. Just an absolute fluke. Yeah. Um, it goes up, it goes in, and the Canucks are down. And I'm thinking, there's they got to still pull it back. Like I, I, my, my mind immediately went to that Colorado game from like four years ago at this point. 
also seven um, sixer, right? Also seven yeah. six, and yeah. that's why because I was like, I was like, they got tied up late. Canucks won in overtime. Uh, they can they can score a goal here, and then a bad penalty taken by the Habs with a couple minutes to go. So the Canucks go to the power play. Good little six on four. Mm-hmm. Faceoff gets one back, uh, and it is a cues uh, at the at the top of the uh, blue line over to Miller. Miller skates downhill instead of shooting it. Fires it at Kuzmenko's stick. They show the slow motion replay. That is so close to just going right under Kuzmenko's stick. I don't know if you saw it, but it, yes. it hits it, the slow mo. Like at normal speed, uh, normal speed, it's like oh, it goes in and, and off the out the stick, and at slow motion, it's like kind of picks the stick up and like flutters, rolls down his stick and goes in. Very, very just, you know, not. It, it was barely in, uh, but a great tip by Kuzmenko. He's got twelve now. Wow. Um, which is uh, which is pretty sick, and we're tied at six. By the way, uh, the chat, there's 125 of you in here. I see a lot of good discussion there. I see a lot of silly discussion too. Uh, just a reminder that as we all share our fandom and we want to create a safe space, let's keep it a safe space. Let's keep it a positive space. Have some fun. Yeah, debate, discuss, have fun. But do not uh, question someone's fandom. Do not question someone's yeah. mental ability. Let's it's, just leave it at that. It's 11 p.m. on a Tuesday, folks. We are none of us here are very sane. Okay, yes, ex- exactly. We are all Canucks fans, and we are we are suffering. Exactly. Uh, okay. So one thing I was gonna say, uh, I don't. Um, I came in. I watched the whole third period when I got home, Parker, because me and Sean we were so hyped, and then did you hear that Shorty and Garrett? It wasn't even a debate. They had a quick discussion about. Uh, remember they pulled their goalie first and then Miller drew the penalty. So now right. it goes from six on five to six on four. And then Shorty wanted them to put Martin, uh, sorry, Delia back in that just in case they lost the faceoff where Garrett's like, no, no, you're already in the zone. So I was fine with them not putting Delia. I didn't even think to put Delia in. Do you agree with uh, Garrett or Shorty there? I My instinct before they mentioned it was that he should be back in the net. Wow, and interesting. Look, hindsight, hindsight, look, it worked, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, however... If I am if I am on the Habs at this point, if I am the defender who is lined up behind the centerman, yep. um, I am lining up. I'm shifting a little bit because normally you'd want to be like right behind the centerman, like slightly off to the side. Yeah. Um, yep. But you have to figure. You know, the linesman's there, right? And and he drops the buck. That blocks a lot of room. So if I'm that defenseman, I'm lining up either a little bit more left and telling my centerman to try to pull it hard back a little bit left, or I'm lining up more on the right and telling him to pull it back more to the right. So I have a line. I am yes. if I'm that defenseman, I am just I am thinking if my centerman wins the draw, yeah, I'm an NHL player. I can hit the empty net from here. Maybe yeah. 60% of the time. Yeah. Right? Win me yeah. that draw and I'm firing it. Right. So I think yeah, you can have him out at the blue line. Yeah. Even the red of, line. But like out <laughs> basically in line with the faceoff circle. Yeah. Uh, which they had picked the one away from the benches um for the faceoff. But I'm thinking like, yeah, like he can literally have like his like be like this. And then the second that puck gets pulled back, go to the bench and get a guy out there. And you're only losing like six seconds, maybe of, yeah. of six on four, um, which, you know, they had two minutes. They have like the Canucks power play is good enough that at five on four, it's going to convert 26 percent of the time, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. one and four and pulling the goalie gives you extra. But, yeah, I don't think that extra six seconds in theory, like. You, you run that back a hundred times. Yeah. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Um, sure. So I was more of the mind of, you know, pull them out 
uh, or pull him out to the blue line and then rush him in. Um, right. Or if you're confident enough in Bo Horvat to take the face off, which I, I imagine they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you tell your left winger, uh, hey, the second this puck gets dropped, I don't care what happens. You are rushing that defenseman yeah. in case it does go back to him and, and impeding him. Like that's also fine, but you have to you have to have have faith that they're going to execute that, right? And I think the same way that yes, Boudreaux has faith that that Horvat is his best centerman and he's going to win the draw. So yeah, I, I definitely have time for both arguments. I just thought it was interesting that they they had a quick 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 exchange and then the play started and they they scored right away. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Then we yep, got yep, OT. Yep. Yes, Game's a, tied. A, a long OT. A very long overtime indeed. So Montreal wins the faceoff. Overtime is a possession game. And it goes yep. back to Mike Matheson. Uh, noted that now here's the thing. Let's start here. Yeah. If Mike Matheson is your starting overtime defenseman, you yeah. might have some issues. Yeah. Um, but it was one back to Mike Matheson. And he skates backwards. And he catches an edge. That's all that happened. Like literally, like as he, and I, I, I mean, I saw it in real time. Like I, I immediately saw like, like I heard like Shorty and Cheech like, oh, like they did like a like, oh, they might get a call here. Right. And I immediately, I'm like, I'm like, they better not call that because he was he was going down regardless because that stick, Petey gives him a quick little like tap here, yeah, like sort of in the rib, and as Matheson's feet are going out behind him, like it was super obvious that he just caught an edge. Rogers Arena doesn't have great ice. Yeah. Uh, he Petey helped edge. him. Petey helped Petey, him. <laughs> Petey picks it up and then takes it to the net and tucks it five hole. And that's ball game. And you see Matheson, he was basically waving at Suzuki to, yeah, to saying, hurry. Go, yeah. yeah go, because go he there, wanted to cut I'm off. I'm going to get there in time. Exactly. And cut off the middle and maybe a second forward coming in, streaking in. Horvat, I guess it would have been. But yeah, uh, both. <laughs> and Suzuki's too far behind. Petey so, showing the same poise, patience, calm. As he did in the two setups to Mikheyev. Yeah, just kind of, and it doesn't even go, it's kind of weird. He he kind of slowly just kind of lulls Martin Ball and draws him and then puts it in his legs before, through his legs before he gets to the other side of the net. It was a beautiful goal. It was amazing. Yeah, nice goal. Yeah, you make the guy, you make the goalie think you're going to try to to go far post, try to beat him yep. at far post. Um, the goalie doesn't have a choice. He has to, he has to, you know, open the five hole to get across. Yeah. Now, ideally, for the goal, you have your your paddle down on the ice when you do that. But it's a pretty bang bang play, and if you're you know instinctually you're thinking, oh, he's going over there, I got to get over there. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, my defender lifts his stick, even though Mike Matheson is off in no man's land trying to cover the pass. Um. Which I think if he didn't do, I bet Patterson goes back door and they probably score anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fair. If Matheson did rush him, so. That's fair. I don't think Matheson made the wrong move there, other than falling. Uh, and you see, he didn't go right to the ref to complain. He knew that he caught an edge. Yeah, uh, you know it was. Um, yeah, no, it was a it was a great goal, a great finish, a seven six hockey game. Uh, and yeah, Canucks get a uh, get back in the win column, and they're back to two games below five hundred. Wow. One game below five hundred. One game, yeah, because they yeah. started the, the started the homestand one game, and one then game uh, before we get to predictions and and uh, there's one other thing we forgot to talk about is Shen's. Hit on Slavkovsky. <laughs> Banger hit. Yeah. It looked it looked pretty bad at first, right? Yeah. Like in, in real time, it's like, oh, that's a big hit. Uh they put it on a slow-mo. That is a shoulder right to the chest. 
maybe mm-hmm. like a little high in the chest, but but chest is definitely primary. Yeah. Um, just a, a great hit um, yeah. on Slavkovsky. He was he was admiring his pass, right? Yeah. That's a, a rookie yeah. mistake. Um, and uh, and then of course Shen chooses to fight. He wasn't really yeah. jumped or forced to fight. He said, "Yep, I'll do it." And he and I, I guess Shekaj kind of fell and he fed him a couple, and that was that. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Wow. So we predicted. I, I think we were a little giddy, didn't we? Project four and one, three and one. <laughs> I think three and one. Okay, yeah. yeah, we both said three and one. That's right. We were so close. We were yeah, All those two blowouts within a game, within a game. So you said we only have two games this week before our next show. Yeah, so the Canucks play tomorrow night. Another yeah. seven thirty start um, in San Jose. So that's typical. They always start at seven thirty there, yeah. uh, and then they play Saturday hockey night in Canada at seven. Uh, back at home against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and King RJ asking, is stream longer than an hour? Yeah, we said near the start that uh, I got here late. Thank you, Parker, for waiting for me from bowling. That's why I'm wearing this pretty sweet shirt. And then I'm not doing my own show tonight, so we didn't have to rush off at the 55-minute or one-hour mark. So whenever this ends, it'll end. But yes, we're yeah. we're going we'll a little wrap bit later. Up fairly soon. Yeah. Uh, we'll do a couple yeah, of this quick is, things. This is way past Parker's bedtime now. Yeah. Yes, uh, it definitely is. <laughs> Um, so Canucks Sharks, I imagine Canucks are a favorite in that one. Uh, Hope so. And uh, where where are the Wild right now? How are they doing? The Wild are just third in the Central. Through. They're thirteen nine and two. What? Um, they have won their last four actually. So they were a five hundred team, uh, but Uh-oh. they have gotten hot. They uh, they just beat they beat the Stars, the Ducks, the Oilers, and the Coyotes. So not the you know fine teams. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, and now they have the Canucks on Saturday. So how do you think those two games go? Sharks on the road, wild at home. We got to beat San Jose. Uh, we beat them 3-2 a week and a half ago. 4-3. Four, 4-3. Three. Four, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's a team that you, you should beat. So I'm, I would say they beat. And, you know, Saturday night, Hockey Night Canada, so, uh, so if they beat San Jose, they're actually coming home 500. Yeah, they have a chance so the Canucks to... will have had, keep in mind, a break, right? They won't have yeah. played since Wednesday, so that is Thursday and Friday off. Yeah, The Wild will be on the second night of a back-to-back, three games and four. They play the Wild, uh, they play the Flames tomorrow, and yeah. they, play the, or they play the Oilers on Friday, and the Canucks right. on Saturday. So they will be on a back-to-back, likely their backup goalie. Um, not yeah. even sure who that is. Uh, they've got what flurry and someone else. Yeah. So you're the best man. I know you're getting tired. Cause you said the wilding and play themselves twice. <laughs> I know <laughs> I kept saying this. I, I tried, I tried very hard to not yes. say that. I, so I will say, while you look up the backup goalie, Just I do. Oh gosh. I would like the Canucks to win t- both games, obviously. I, and I think they can, I think, but that, that Minnesota one could go either way, but they should be able to beat San Jose tomorrow. And quickly, it's Martin for sure, hundred percent, right? You're not going Colin Deli at a start, yeah? Are you? Martin's playing both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no reason not to. It's a there's a, a nice little break. Yeah. Afterwards, um, and yeah, he had a bad he had a bad period. Yeah. Happens. Um, you yeah. know, he's he's been very good for this team. He's been pretty hot uh, earlier in the month, um, in November. So yeah, you're gonna ride uh, Spencer Martin. And then yeah, I'm I'm going I'm going a nice little two zero. Why not? Yes, me I'm with you. I'm with you. Perfect. Two and sold. Two and oh, <laughs> easy. Um, 
All right, it's eleven twenty-two. Do you have any last uh, any last topics? Any comments that stood out to you? Anywhere you want to go here before we wrap up? Uh, <laughs> I I I'd, I'd highlight some comments, but I'm afraid I'm gonna click on the wrong one, and then everyone can get mad at each other. So <laughs> what I will say this is is it was actually gonna be the topic of my show that I was gonna do tonight that I'm not gonna do, but um, and we don't have to go to each one, but Parker between the Rachel Dory, the Roberto Luongo. And the Brock Besser, at least, the Boudreaux future, Horvat contract situation, this team is never dull, is it? It's very <laughs> dysfunctional. Yeah. yeah. And we were we were all talking about that at the rink on Saturday. Just like it's always there's always something. It is uh it is very dysfunctional and, and you have to think, I mean, you have to think like it, it likely comes from the top, right? It's it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, it, you'd like to, and it it, it really reflects, right? Like this team, and I think we said it before the year, this team has the players to be a competitive team. Yes. Just in this environment, it isn't working. Yeah. Um, so who knows? So I'll leave you with one thing. I want to see Travis Dermott play. I really do. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe we would have, if Quinn Hughes didn't dress yesterday, I thought, no, I thought, well, that's his chance, but then it was Burroughs that would have come in. It looks like not Dermott. So, Maybe Dermot. Yeah. Oh, by the way, was Dermot wearing a different color jersey, like non-contact? No, was, was he a no. full participant? All, all eight defensemen wearing the same color. Um, yeah. Okay. At Borny Skate, he is he is not in a non-contact anymore. Okay. Um, I imagine, you know, looking at the schedule here, you know, if if he's not a hundred percent, he can miss two games and not play till next Wednesday. Yeah. Right. Like in a whole nother week. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Canucks, you know, I, I you know, you do still have Calibre as an option. If you do want to pull, uh, right. Still in the lineup. You do have Christian Willine up as well right now, who was on an absolute heater in Abbotsford. They actually sent uh, him back down again. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess, I guess they don't have yeah. him there anymore then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I yeah, you. either way, like they, I, I think Burroughs comes in first, um, yeah. you know, just cause you can give Dermot another full week and not risk uh, anything. Good point. Good point. Okay, that's fair. Not not that he's going to move the needle that much, but I, I'm still curious right. for sure. I might be wrong. Yep. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up there. Um, folks, if you enjoyed, make sure you like, uh, hit subscribe. Uh, if you missed any part, you can rewind back to the beginning uh, or you can listen on your way to work tomorrow on your favorite podcast platform. It should be up there in about 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of the above. Uh, you can find me at Parker's Pucks on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever. You can find Clay at Canuck Clay on YouTube, Twitter, wherever. Um, Clay, any parting words on this fine Tuesday evening? Yeah, I think, uh, thank you, everyone. We had like 130 people in here at our peak. That was awesome. And Parker, I'm, I'm very, I'll just say I'm pretty happy for us from a standpoint of we we were both blessed with great experiences this week. Um you with the Bosford Project, I got to meet Roberto and and see my billboard once again, which I which I which I can never get sick of because I'm so cocky that way. But overall, I, I thought we had a good chat. Uh, yeah, we had a good week. The Canucks were uh, at least. It's funny perspective. If they lost, the, if they won the first two and then lost back to back five ones, this whole city would be, yeah, up in arms. But the it fact that they lost two, best. yeah, and now they're coming off, you know, not the best teams that they beat, but at least it's two wins and a chance yeah. to go. To 500 with a win tomorrow yeah big picture is probably not the best for our, our grand rebuild and, and getting competitive but as a fan last night I, I can't complain that was a lot of fun 
Yeah, and it is funny. Your billboard um, from the media entrance, you're just overlooking everyone. Uh, oh. They all look up and, and see you up there. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, yeah, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, we should be back next Monday. Next Monday. Good next Monday. Yep. Cool. For real. Next yep. Monday, 10 p.m. Uh, sharp. Uh, yeah. Have a good night, everyone. And we will see you next week.